0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 23rd episode of the Lab. As always, sitting with me is Brandon Weirig, Alex Schrader, and I'm Luke camp We hope you guys enjoyed our discussion last week um, about in-season weightlifting. We hope you guys are going to take more more uh, consideration into planning, you know, your training throughout the year. Um, but what we wanted to talk a little bit about today is we were going to talk a little bit about programming. Um, in particular, I wanted to go a little bit more into, I know we kind of discussed programming a little bit in one of our earlier episodes, I wanted to go a little bit more into what is known as linear pro, like linear progressions as opposed to a wave progression. Um, so what I wanted to kind of bring up to is what is what are they both, uh, and then maybe a little bit of the pros and cons between the two of them, uh, and maybe what athletes you might use these for. Um, so to kind of start it off, let's talk a little bit about linear progression to linear periodization first. I'll let you two take it away on that, and then I want to weigh, weigh in more on the, the wave progressions. Okay. It's, uh, it's very
1: straightforward. You have, like, your three basic focuses. Um, a hypertrophy phase, strength phase, and then a power phase. Um, you can kind of... I break my hypertrophy phases up into, like, two... Yeah, you can say three waves i I don't know it's all kind of phases um i have a like a one by 20 kind of like a reset or for new uh lifters kind of got 20 reps to get a feel for the movement or just kind of just fill that body with some blood um then i have an eccentric phase and then i have a metabolic phase which i kind of use either like drop sets or even some clusters uh strength phase just basic six reps or less trying to move heavy weight um couple different ways like um, board presses floor presses um, pen squats at certain angles block poles just anything to kind of overload the nervous system yep. and then power work phase where you just drop the load to a certain percentage and then maybe use accommodated resistance and just try to move that bar as
0: fast as possible
2: yep
0: so in the non-strength and conditioning world what that would sound like is you basically start off at the very bottom and you're kind of Progressively increasing the demand of your body, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Essentially, just think about it like if you have um, an empty barbell on week one, the following week, you're going to add five pounds. Mm-hmm. Once you complete that, the following week, you're going to add another five pounds, and you're just going to continue to keep going up mm-hmm. until you run into a wall. Yeah. The, uh,
1: the hypertrophy block is just trying to like increase size and trying to just increase as much. cross. It's called cross-sectional area of the muscle. In theory, the bigger that cross-sectional area is, the more muscle fibers you can recruit. So as you use the hypertrophy phase to increase that cross-sectional area, then you go to your strength phase. Once your body gets kind of used to the, the weight and the overload of the, of the weight on your nervous system,
0: it'll make that strength phase a little easier. Okay. Right, we, could, we could even dive. We'll, we'll, we'll finish linear first, and we can go into more of the rough ranges yeah. and sets, things of that wonderful nature. Um, so, who would you go about using a linear progression for? What what types of athletes? Maybe even sports or age. Uh, you know, I
2: I'd go. Or, yeah, I saw our young kids on a hypertrophy yeah. phase right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I would. Th- yeah, I would say younger kids or kids that, in terms of being in a weight room setting, being younger. Yeah. Like a, a newer lifter and stuff along those lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then. Um, if I know somebody has got like a whole year off season, I might. Even I probably old me would do that. I would probably go almost through a whole basic um, linear style progression. I don't think I would do it as much now. Um, But yeah, if I would, if I would do for like an older advanced athlete, it'd be if I know that his say track season ends this um, outdoor, then he doesn't have anything until next outdoor. Yeah, the year after it would be I would kind of use more of a, maybe a linear style, yep. progression with some, modifi- or some different modifications and things like that. But
0: what's the longest you've ever gone with like a linear progression? Like what's like the longest phases you've used? Um, maybe even the shortest.
1: My hypertrophy phases are eight weeks. My strength phases are nine weeks, and then I have nine to
0: 12 weeks of power. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a lot more time within those phases. Yeah. About six, six months. months. Yeah. About six months. You tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then in terms of like besides like you said you use it a lot for the little kids, um, why in particular is that necessarily your go-to for the younger athletes?
1: Um, the, I like the higher reps for coordination.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then... Once you give them a heavy load, they just freak out. Yeah. Like the the body, just the nervous system isn't ready for it. The the kid's
2: mentally not ready for it. Mm -hmm. Um, They haven't put enough um, mind to muscle connection on knowing when um, this muscle breaks down, they have to fire this one harder in order to overcorrect it, in order to get through that sticking point. Um, I mean, you see it a lot. Like kids will... They'll they'll be doing the lift and then like they hit like a slightest wall and then all of a sudden they're just collapsing. And I mean it's just like the the risk of the injury is higher when they don't know how to grind yet or they don't know how to fire certain muscles and have that connection. Well you put a five or ten percent increase on the bar, it's like it goes to shit quick. Yeah.
1: Like you go from getting something smooth <laughs> for three or four to like that's like you got pinned. Yep. Yeah. Real quick. Yep. So the jumps is a little easier when you maybe decrease the reps or increase the reps by two yeah versus you know you go yeah. from a, a three or four rep warm-up and you start getting to your doubles and singles um,
2: their muscles just fatigue quicker yeah they're just not used to it you know just like anything else So it sounds like you get a lot more exposure throughout those longer types of phases
0: um, and it's oh. a hell
1: of a lot easier to watch a kid mm-hmm. um Kind of, you can kind of start realizing where his weaknesses are through being tired at rep eight, nine, and ten versus at a maybe a, a forty or fifty percent. Yeah. Versus a one or two rep at something heavy.
0: Okay. okay. What would you say would be some of the cons of using a linear progression or a linear periodization?
1: Boring. Yeah, it's long. It's uh, say something pops up, and you're in a hypertrophy or strength phase, and you need to produce power. You're not ready to produce power. Yeah. You yeah. So, I mean you're trying to ask the body to do something that it's not ready for? Yeah. And, you know.
2: and, and like when Brandon says that, it means as if like uh, you're not at like a hundred percent level of power. Yeah. You're, you know, you're still sitting at a 90, 92.5, 95 percent, but just that little five percent of a boost just isn't there. Like, at the we moment. took, if
1: I had AJ on a linear, like yeah. knowing that he's, before he signed his contract and he's, getting ready to go play in the CFL again. Yep. If I would have done him with a linear progression and the Browns would have called him back yep. and he had to go run a 40, yeah. and he's used to doing all this high volume and he runs a 4.6 or a 4.7 versus a 4.4, 4, yeah. which that might not seem like a big difference, but that is a huge difference. Yeah. And the difference between a, a multi-million dollar contract.
2: Yeah.
1: Makes
0: yeah. Sense. So definitely, especially with professional athletes, linear, you could... Yeah, especially, especially as it a class
1: has of to free be the agent, time. you have to yeah, be yeah. ready to go at any moment. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot more that goes on, like, behind the scenes during those phases yeah. of, like, of AJ's career that you've experienced more than what I have. Because
1: um, there was a summer, we were yeah. trying to peak every week. <laughs> yeah. He had four different calls throughout the summer between the the Saints, the Packers, the chiefs Jeez. and then browns. end up finishing with the browns so i mean we were, had to be there was uh-huh. no time to you had to be on top of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> couldn't really risk of let's try this because if it doesn't work then yeah, yeah. we might have potentially just yeah. blocked your career <laughs> yeah
2: or the uh or the hey i saw this on instagram and yeah. tiktok this looks like it'll work yeah and then try it you know like you're experimenting with a. Potential seven figure salary. Yeah, you know you just don't want to do that. Luckily, we
1: had <laughs>
2: six or seven months of just spending every day together
1: through combine training, to where we could mm-hmm. kind of figure out how his body works and what works and what doesn't work, and mm-hmm. we went from there.
0: So if you guys had to summarize in like one big pro, one big con for Lanier, what would you guys say? Like, what's the best pro? What's the best con? Or the worst con, I should say.
2: Um best pro I would say that it is easily trackable um it, it doesn't take a genius to just add 5 to 10 pounds to a ball. Yeah. um you know it depends on the type of person as well you know there's a lot of people that need that structured yeah. um programming and it's very
1: it can be very complex or very simple i mean movements don't have to be complex you start getting into like the power outputs depending if you're like an olympic lifter or something like that you don't have to worry about accommodated resistance it's very
2: yeah um and then in my experience i've always found that linear inevitably you hit plateaus um in one aspect of your training whether that be a speed uh, output a power output or like a hypertrophy output like something's going to uh, go up and down um, so I would personally say that that would be the con of linear but how we kind of do it is the kids will go until they hit that plateau yeah. and then we'll move them into the like the pendulum waves of the three week waves and stuff like that um, because they've they've reached that level of um, advancement, if you will. They've progressed to that level. Yeah. But now
0: that you think they could handle it. Yeah. So that's actually a great segue. So then let's go a little bit more. You just said the pendulum or like the, the wave programming. Yeah. Um, give us a little bit more background on that, Trotter.
2: Yeah. So this is coming from the the West Side method or the conjugate method, which stems from the Russians and the Soviets um, from way back when. They found that when they did a three-week wave, then they could continually be able to recover, um, and, uh, continue to train at a higher intensity, like week in and week out. Um, so that's where that went. They, they've tried a four week wave. Um, some people respond good to a two week. I ha- I have noticed that I've experienced that with myself a little bit too. Um, so that, that's where that goes, but essentially you just want to, um, you know, if we're talking about squat, you're going to start on week one, uh, 50% bar weight plus 25% of accommodating resistance, whether that be chains or bands, and that is added together at the top. So if you have, a, a just for simplicity, a 1,000-pound squat, the bar weight's going to be 500, your band tension is going to be 250 at lockout at the top, and then that's roughly estimated around uh, 10% in the bottom. <clears throat> and then on week two, you would jump that bar bar weight to fifty five percent, same accommodating resistance. Week three, you would jump it to sixty percent. You would reduce the reps. Um, in terms of you know, you go from a twelve by two, a twelve by two, and then you would go to a ten by two on week three. Um, so if you were to add up all the volume, the volume on week one and week three would be identical. Your main Volume would be on week two where you would end up doing more weight than the other weeks. I feel like I kind of lost people on that because I Base. lost it a little in my head. You were a little rain, man. It's
0: okay. <laughs> no, I liked it. Uh, so in terms of like, let's say like focusing on a specific attribute, um, one of the things that I've kind of liked about the three-week waves that I, I've kind of started to utilize is let's say I could, I could like for example, focusing on like either speed strength or speed endurance like I've been able to kind of either monitor or change based off what I've needed to do in the gym, um, basically having those three week opportunities. So like if I know like okay I sucked at this week with where my weaknesses were not found with those lifts, I can modify in those next three weeks immediately and be able to address those. And then I could go back in the next three weeks and try one of those movements from before and see if what I just worked on in those three weeks was enough time and enough basically uh, of an addressing to that weakness. To make that then progress. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like one of the things that I've liked, especially like since seeing all the different variations or like watching how I can find where are my testers and where are my weaknesses at, I've been able to make more adjustments quicker and having, I don't want to say faster results, but smarter results, if that makes sense. Because it's not like they're, I'm like accelerating my training progress. Like more than anything, I'm, I'm being able to address my weaknesses and then taking, I'm not having to go through, like you were saying, that nine 12 weeks mm-hmm. and then I can finally make those adjustments. Um, so that is kind of a nice thing about the wave progressions over the linear. Um, but like you guys were already saying before, having that with a younger athlete, I mean, they're going to be developing as it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with the three week waves, I think you can definitely take like, like you were saying, like what you do with AJ already, you're able to make those adjustments as you need to on account, kind of even on the fly, if you need to, um, what would you say you two uh would be like some of the pros like your like number one or two pros for using the wave or pendulum programming uh and then we'll talk about some cons as well
1: well I think it's easier just to put everything in one program I mean you can have your heavy days, maybe like like the west side method where you do your heavy waves early in the week, yeah. do your power um seventy two hours later yeah and then later in the week and then you can. Have your accessories are more like a hypertrophy where you're doing your 100, 150, 200, whatever reps it is of, <laughs> of band and work and whatever.
2: And then I think it's easier just to do
1: everything at once.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah, essentially it's just all laid into one. Try to think about it in terms of um, the, the wave progression or the conjugate method also has if you break it down in terms of like how we think about it in a year setting that we are putting linear progression in that as well, mm-hmm. you know, so every, uh, we'll just say eight to 12 weeks. Um, usually the kids will end up taking a max, um, at that point, then they earn their new percentages based off of that max. So if you want to look at it like that, they're essentially doing a linear periodization only with three week increments in there. Mm hmm um, at that point. And it's all just based off of just like breaking it down into like mesocycles or like, you know, s- smaller, uh, training blocks, if you will, like two to six weeks. And then, uh, and then, you know, hit them with a retest or if that's not, if we don't feel as if like <clears throat> the intensity is there or, you know, they had to take a couple weeks off during that mesocycle extend it a little bit to that eight to 12 weeks. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just hitting all aspects of, um, the linear is like what Brandon was saying is like you have your power output you have your strength phases and you have your high purchase speed all in the same day
0: that was going to be one of my questions actually was going to be could you combine the
2: two yeah
0: and when would you combine the two it's
1: all it's all scenario based yeah
0: give me a scenario I'm curious now well
1: if I like right now I'm in more of a still kind of pushing the the strength power with some track athletes, I mean, you know, state is until May, mm-hmm. so we still have, I'd like to get through maybe teeter into March, mm-hmm. where we might start making some of those those transitions to a power speed, or a power strength, to where I'll go, depending on how they come in, like right now a lot of them come in three days a week, so we'll do two strength days and a power day, then we'll start transitioning to a two power days and maybe a strength day, and then when they get a little closer, it'll just be all power, and I'll just have them come in twice a week. What's fun about this is, is that it's like if you think like let uh think powerlifting, like if you break down powerlifting it's force, like if you forces
2: Force times mass equals acceleration. Yeah,
1: and then if you for a bar, but it's the same principle, you're trying to get mass and you're trying to accelerate it fast, yeah. You just want to think of it as, as a bar weight. So you come in with these different like we did these impulse kettlebell swings with A J. Yep. How fast can you redirect that that kettlebell swing and in a certain amount of time? The the principle is the same. You're just using different, very, it's not all about straight bar work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because you kind of start thinking about like the different athletes and different planes and stuff, how they play in
2: yeah. physics. Yeah. Like, that's gosh. crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's in
0: there. Stay <laughs> in school, kids.
2: Yeah. And that's one of the things that I had transitioned um, the basketball player, Abby. So she doesn't need to be in a super, you know, low angled in her hips to knee during basketball. Usually she's just going to sit right there around that 90 degree angle. Mm-hmm. so that's where we would box squat her at the whole time um you know she she added probably 35 to 40 pounds on her back squat during basketball season and so like now as we're transitioning into a uh, track we lower that box to simulate more of her in the blocks because she's she's just slow out of the hole which is understandable so if she's slow out of the hole, if you think about that in terms of being in blocks, she's going to be slow out of her blocks. So we're trying to strength her, strengthen her in a more compromised position, I guess, like she did um, essentially elevated kettlebell jumps the other day in a sumo stance to like work her hips and her glutes more as well as well as her quads. And now she's standing on you know twelve inch boxes going down until the kettlebell touches the ground with her uh, torso upright and then she's got to explode and jump like she's coming out of blocks but I mean it it does help that we have a freaking track guru in the building you know (laughs) because I mean he, he said it too like just her strength level from last year to this year she's able to actually hold a better position in her block now to where like she could get up hold that position brandon can make his adjustments because she was strong enough to just sit there and then yeah and then once she's able to like hit the gas she can actually like move now <laughs> it doesn't look like a i don't even know a, a sloth trying to run down a track
0: <laughs> <sighs> now guys if you have any questions on uh what we talked about today in regards to the linear and the, the wave formatting, um, you know, let us know, or if you even want to dive even more into that, we could we could pick or choose one of those two topics and go into those even more. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed today. Uh, we will see you guys next time.